0: You're
1: listening to Tiger Cats at the Half. Welcome back to Tiger Cats Audio Network. Tiger Cats at the Half, presented by my insurance broker, Bob O'Neill, along with Mike Daly. Tiger Cats taking it on the chin for 30 minutes of football, down 20 to four to the Toronto Argonauts at BMO Field and. Let's bring you in Mike Daly, and uh, I think when you take a look at everything across that 30 minutes of football, only one category the Tiger Cats are leading, and that's a turnover category at two to one, which generally should mean that you're leading in the game. But let's just say it: there's a reason why the Toronto Argonauts right now are 11 and one, and they are showing it.
0: Yeah, they're um, you know they're kind of dialing it all up on on every kind of aspect of the game, special teams defense and offense, right? Like it seems like the Yargos can kind of get whatever they want on their offensive plays, right? It seems like when they run the ball, they're getting 5, 6 yards a pop. And when Chad Kelly decides that he wants to drive down the field and try to kick a field goal at the end to put some points up, he's able to. Right? And um, on defense, yeah, the turnovers, you know, are in the favor of the Tycats, but one turnover for the Argos comes of way of a pick six, right on the first drive of of the Ty Cats' uh, offense. So it's just not all turnovers are equal, and that one to to take to the house early on in the game is is tough.
1: Argonauts with two hundred and fifty nine yards of net offense to one hundred and four for your Hamilton Tiger Cats, and of that two fifty eight, two eighteen through the air. Taylor Powell with 82, but I with all due respect, 30 yards of that came on a late reception there uh, to try and set up that last ditch field goal attempt at the end of the half. Right now, Taylor Powell's not having a great game.
0: No, and this Ticut's offense is not having a great right. game right now. The, the problem is, is, you know, you take two offside penalties on the O line, that puts you in a tough spot for second down, right? some drop balls you saw the one on Tim Whitey there was a probably 12 yard reception that he had that he dropped right and then it's just the only points that have come for the tie cats right now are on that fumbled punt return right where there wasn't anything to happen and you kick a field goal you get those three points out there um, It's just not really working for this tie cats offense right now and I think something has to change somebody has to step up and make a big play or make a big time catch kind of like you saw Keandre do right at the end of the half there.
1: Do you, you say the word change? You have Matthew Schiltz who has not played football since mid-July when he went down. It was July 13th when he went down in that 37 to 29 victory in Edmonton and he was 10 of 17, 189 yards and he ran a couple of times for 10 yards in that game. Typical Matthew Schiltz. Um, do you consider that change? Yeah, it's tough, right?
0: Because you don't want to pull a guy like Taylor Powell, who's been doing so well as of late. You want him to be able to go through some of these and be able to come back and make a play and, and battle back from some adversity. But the problem when the tie Cats are losing is they get down early and have a hard time climb back because they become one dimensional and take James Butler almost out of the game. So, do you should we change to you know? Matthew Schultz. Well, I don't think so. I think you got to keep Taylor Powell in there. You got to let him battle through this adversity, but on a short leash. So I think this third quarter, how this tie cat's offense comes out and starts the second half, is going to be very telling. Whether in
1: the back of Coach Joe's mind is, let's bring Matthew Schultz in to give him a couple more reps. Defensively, we're seeing a, uh, the struggle. I think is up front. That Argonauts' offensive line are almost engulfing the the Ticats' defensive line. I've seen different combinations. I've seen some twists. I've seen some pulls. Uh, They're not getting to the quarterback, and that's allowing it. It appears that Chad Kelly has acres of time to go through his progressions. Yeah, and what Chad Kelly's doing a really good job at is he is getting the ball out quick. You're seeing a lot
0: of these short throws that are completing it, and these receivers getting extra yak yards yards after the catch here just until you know the that second quarter he was finding a few over the middle but at that point the tie cats were rushing three so he had a little bit more time but yeah right now Chad Kelly is sitting back there nice and pretty and he can see absolutely everything downfield and like I said that's that's a little bit to the run game that they're able to establish but really they're just able to almost seem like to get whatever they want at this point.
1: Well, and if you've had any um, happiness in the fact that you that AJ Ulette and uh, and um, Andrew Harris, A- A- Harris, Harris were not going to play, that uh, well, Deonta McMahon has uh, come in and played very well.
0: Yeah, that whole first drive was Deontay McMahon. Just where keep they, giving him the ball. Yeah, and you know, they're getting him, Andy mentioned it, right? They're getting them the ball in different ways as well. Got him on a little jet sweep. Wright was handing the ball off to him early. And then once that was established, then you see Chad Kelly going through his progressions, finding DeVaris Daniels over the middle, right, for these big chunk plays. And then finally, Dejan Brissett for that 70-yard touchdown, right? And that's what the Argos do so well is they're able to run the ball, able to switch up where they're going, and then a big play, big play, big play. So the Ticats defense has had opportunities to get the ball, to try to turn the ball over, to make some plays. You've seen some knockdowns, a pick. But there just needs to be a couple more to be able to help this offense out and just to get a little bit of momentum off of this Argos offense.
1: Well, and the thing is, too, you've already seen through 30 minutes of football, the Argonauts attack. It's it's relentless. They're not letting go. And we just, in a time where we thought there in that last minute or so that they may just grind out the clock, they went into attack mode and they wanted field goal or touchdown. At the end of the half, so that may, in some ways, that may open it up for the TyCats defense, to have opportunities because Chad Kelly's going to put it up, right, and he's going to throw off his back foot. He's going to roll right, throw, throw left, and and the opposite side is the thing as well too. So there could be opportunities at some turnovers, and as you said, change the momentum of this game. Absolutely, and you know,
0: Bubba, we were met, we were talking during the game, and there was this lull for the Argos offense where you know it was a couple plays and then they had to punt again and then another couple plays and they had to punt but at that point is where you have to jump all over them whether it is the defense taking that ball away or the offense saying okay this is our time to roll you need to jump all over them when they have these lulls because you see that the Argos are a very good team, right? So they are going to be able to march down the field once once in a while on, on any defense. So when they do have these lulls as this complementary football we talk about, you need to take advantage of these to try to claw back at this at this deficit that the Ticats are in.
1: We've already seen, and we, this, is, this will be a discussion for the Argonauts, I mean, uh, I think going right into really what will be the East Final, they've already clinched an opportunity to host the East Final, um, we've seen some big-name players, Oakman in particular, and he has come back. Uh, they've gone down. So I'm wondering what Coach Dinwiddie's strategy is going to be. I think we're, this is kind of like the setup for what we could see for the next five weeks with this team, what he's going to do with his players in terms of playing four quarters of football.
0: Well, yeah, and talk about, you know, being in a a place where you're probably figuring okay how long am I going to let my starters play who am I going to try to get out and then seeing a guy like Peters and Oakman go down you start getting a little bit more nervous so I'm sure Dinwiddie's sitting there starting to you know look at his depth chart and figure out who he's going to pull out and when and um, yeah so I'm not sure what's going to end up happening but realistically this as long as this Argos offense keeps rolling then I'm sure he's going to want to keep them in there and, and get that momentum
1: to build well the Montreal Alouettes set the table with an impressive 28 to 11 victory in Alberta Cody Fajaro throwing for 252 William Standback, the old reliable running back running for 81 so they are now technically one game ahead of the Tiger Cats quick quick uh, 30 seconds there Mike uh, what do they got to do
0: yeah, they gotta switch something up, Bubs. They gotta have some big time players make some plays, like a Tim White, right? Like a James Butler, and then that defense needs to get another turnover to be able to outdo this offense.
1: We'll be back at the end of this one. We will be t- with the post-game show and we'll be going down to the locker room. We'll be talking to a player, Coach O. Uh, our fishermen's catch of the game. Lots coming up at the conclusion of this one, but let's hold on. 30 minutes of football still to remain as we get ready for the second half. It is the Tiger Cats down to the Argonauts, 20-4. to 4. Coming up next, it's RJ and Andy Fantuz from the broadcast booth streaming live at listen.ticats.ca and across the Cats Audio Network.